Let's try it again. The Lord be with you. You do that very well. You're well practiced. It's call and response. Call. And it's a good thing. We do a lot of it in, in, in liturgy. And, and today one of the, we want to go through one of the most famous calls and response of all. It's the call of Christ the King. In English, it's long live Christ the King. And the people shout out long live. In, in Spanish, it, it goes something like this. It goes, viva Cristo Rey. And then everybody responds, viva. Let's try it. Viva Cristo Rey! Viva, Viva Cristo Rey! Viva. Viva Cristo Rey! That's pretty good Spanish. That's not bad at all. And we're, and we're singing in Spanish these days, so I, I, it kind of fits. Now, the reason we started this way is because there was a young little boy, 14 years old, who, uh, who laid down his life for Cristo Rey. His name was, his name, well, they called him Joselito, but his name was Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio. And he was a, a member of the Cristeros, which, which were the people who were, who were trying to fight the oppression that the Mexican, especially the Mexican Catholics, were experiencing at the time. And he learned from, well, Miguel Pro, who was the first one to shout it before he was executed. And, and before little Joselito was executed, he shouted clearly, Viva, Viva Cristo Rey. And then they killed him. Now the reason, and that was, that was in 1928. And the reason he was able to shout that was because in 1925, just a few years before, Pope Pius XI uh, instituted a, a new feast day, the one we're celebrating today. It was the last Sunday of the liturgical year, and he had decided that, well, the world was getting very, very secular. And, and, and in autocracy was on the rise. And the fascists were going to become in power before we knew it. And he wanted to somehow say, they do not sit on the throne of life. Christ sits on the throne of life. And so before little Jose Lito was killed, he shouted, Viva Cristo Rey. This is the real king of the universe. And the reason he did it was because, well, the president at that time, uh, Elias, his first name was Plutarco. Talk about plutocrats. His name was Plutarco Calles. He, he issued an edict in all of Mexico that the church was to be persecuted. The churches were to be closed. The land was to be confiscated. They were going to be a secular society. Religion really was, in his mind, the opiate of the masses. And and, of course, the Cristeros fought against that. And the little one paid his life, 14 years old, paid his life for that. Today we celebrate the end of the year, the Feast of Christ the King. The Feast of the King calling and our response. But I think to understand what our response has to be, we need to go back to what we heard from the very first reading today of Ezekiel. And, and there's a prequel to what we heard today. The prequel was that Ezekiel was just railing against bad autocratic authority figures, both political and clerical. And he was saying that you are, you are taking the food from the sheep and you're eating it yourself. You are using them for your own ends. 
And he says, God got really disgusted. And of course, God, he's speaking for God, and God's saying, you know what? If you've got to do something, you've got to do it yourself. So God says through the mouth of Ezekiel, I myself, I'm going to do it. I myself will shepherd them. Here's what I will do. I will tend my sheep. I will, I will rescue them. I, I will gather them together from where they were scattered. I will, I will pasture them. I, I myself will give them rest. The, the lost I will seek out and bring to myself. The, 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 the injured I will bind up. I will heal the sick and the brokenhearted. It is the Lord God who is doing this. It's an action, an action by God. Now in ancient times, the Lord sent many prophets and priests to proclaim his message, but the message never got sent forth or never was totally heard. And so we know in the fullness of time, God himself, in the form of his beloved Son, comes to be one of us, incarnate in the flesh, doing the exact same things we did and yet being utterly filled with the stuff of God, with the Spirit of God. And what does he do? Matter of fact, what does he call himself? He takes that same title, I myself will shepherd them, says the Lord in Ezekiel, and Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Oh, and though you may walk in the valley of darkness, you are to fear no evil, for I am with you. And what does he do? In addition to proclaiming the kingdom, that the kingdom is coming, he bound up wounds. He healed the brokenhearted. His compassion was moved with pity, and he touched the leper and made them whole. He did exactly, exactly what God was calling him to do. Because he was the divine in human flesh. Fully divine and fully human. But because he was fully human, there was only one of him. There was only Jesus. But Jesus was also the Christ. Now we know, and you've heard probably preach from this pulpit a whole bunch of times, Christ is not Jesus' last name. The Christ... <laughs> Well, people believe that Jesus the Christ. It's his title. And of course, what is the Christ? What is the cosmic Christ? What is the universal Christ? The universal Christ is any time that matter and spirit come together, the Christ is in it. The, the, all of creation, and you've heard me say this from this pulpit a thousand times, is shot through with the divinity of Christ. And so what is this Jesus wanted? How does he want to share his fullness of Christ? He calls himself some Disciples, 12, 72, 144, 144,000. What are we now? In the world, two and a half billion. And he breathes on them. Oh, receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you shall forgive. They are forgiven. I am now giving you that power. He breathes on them. The ones you touch, you will heal. Whatever I did, you're going to do. You're going to do. I give you my stuff. And it is the divine stuff that brings us together, that breaks, that heals the brokenhearted, that binds up the wounds, that brings us together, that makes us one. He, at the end of his life, 
Peter is asked by Jesus after the resurrection, do you, do you love me? And of course, we know that response very well. Of course, I love you. What is he saying? Call, response. Feed my sheep. You, you got work to do. I have called you by name. He has called each and every one of us from our mother's womb. He has pronounced our name. We are here for a reason. We have a destiny. We have work to do. And today he describes what that work is supposed to be. It's much more about doing than about saying. It's much more about acting than it is about thinking. And what does he ask us to do? Well, he makes that pretty clear in the gospel today. Matthew 25 really is, we're hearing more and more of it all the time. And, it, 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 and it, is, it is just as relevant as it was 2,000 years ago when it was first proclaimed. It was just as relevant when Pius XI proclaimed the feast of Christ the King to combat uh, secularism and autocracy and dictatorships and all the power caught in one person. Now we know today that secularism really is having a field day. The new atheists are having a wonderful time of it. And our young people are really buying it. We know, you've heard this also from the pulpit, that the largest growing group of people are the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, none of the above. Oh, that religious stuff might be good for you, but uh, it doesn't really speak to me. All those words just go right over my head. I don't understand any of that. And what are we witnessing now? We're witnessing it in Argentina. We're witnessing, we're witnessing it every place where autocracies are taking over, where there is almost a neo-fascism that is happening right in front of our own midst. There, there's a difference, though. Almost all of the new dictators, almost all of the autocrats, almost all of the plutocrats have a veneer of religion. They're, they're using religion. Yeah? Religion can be the most dangerous thing in the world because it's, it's, it's probably the best place to hide from God. And so we find Putin using religious language all the time and cozying up to the Russian Orthodox Church who now feel obliged to, to rubber stamp his murder, to rubber stamp his violence. Now, if we ever needed to hear Matthew 25, we need to hear it today. Now, the question, as we spoke at the beginning of Mass, is this. Who is the who is the one who sits on the throne of our hearts? And of course, we know who it is. It's the king of hearts. What has he done? He's called us. He's called us. What is our response? That's what he's speaking about today. He's not called us to great theological discussions. At the end of time, he's not going to come down and and, and ask if you understood the difference between homo usian and homo usian, or how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. He's not going to ask that. We all know exactly what he's going to ask. We all know exactly what he's going to ask. And the question is, how are we going to respond? What's interesting about the just is they don't ruminate about it. They don't think about it. They don't argue about it. They get off their duff and they do it. 
Well, we are called, we really are called to do no less. So if you see someone hungry, feed them. If you know someone lonely, call them. I dare say there probably isn't a person in this little chapel this morning who doesn't know one person who is waiting to hear from you. You go home today, call them up. As Nike would say, just do it. Just do it. Is there someone you know in your life who is lost? Find them. Embrace them. Love them. Is there someone who is brokenhearted? Bind up their wounds. Is there someone who is sick? Physically? Emotionally? Mentally? And here's what we need to understand. We have the power to heal. We are called to do what he did. He tells his disciples, you will do what I did, even greater. Because I go to the Father and I send you the Spirit. Now the Spirit is in you. He has given that to his disciples. We are the disciples of Christ. We are now called in our everyday actions to respond. To respond. To do what he did. You know, the baby has a fever. And what does mama do? She kisses the fever. And the fever goes down. She has the power to heal. We have the power to heal. It's not our power. It's the Christ's power. But it's the Christ dwelling within us. And so the king asks us, how will you respond when I call out to you. And this is how we respond. Viva Cristo Rey! Viva Cristo Rey! Viva Cristo Rey! Enough said.